Hello, and welcome to episode 82 of the Real Food Mamas podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Jessica Pietros. Dr. Jess and I work at Nourish Medical Center together, and I love this lady. She brings such a wonderful energy to our office and just a big contribution to our community. Dr. Jess is a medical doctor. She treats a wide variety of diseases from Lyme disease to cancer to adrenal fatigue, gut imbalance, so much more. But one of her biggest passions is cannabis education, which is what we're going to talk about on today's episode. And I'm really excited to pick her brain because I really want to learn more and I really want to share the information with you today. We're going to talk about CBD for pregnancy, postpartum, and even for kiddos. She shares with us on today's episodes where you can find good quality CBD products, maybe what to ask companies to verify quality so much information. This is such a hot topic now, so listen up. She's a wealth of knowledge. Now, before we begin, I'd like to take a minute to introduce myself and my lovely co-host who's not with with us today. We tag team these podcasts, so Stephanie won't be joining, but for our new listeners, we would like to introduce ourselves, then we're going to introduce Dr. Jess, and then we're going to get right into the conversation. So, as for my co-host, Stephanie Granke, she's an amazing co-host to me. I love her. She's a great friend, too, and she's the creator of the Real Food Mamas podcast. She's a registered dietitian. She's passionate about helping women rock their pregnancy and postpartum. She's a mother of two active boys, the co-creator of Whole30's Healthy Mama Happy Baby program. You can read her weekly blogs and learn more about her online pregnancy program at mamas.whole30.com. She also works with clients virtually through her private practice, rockyourhormones.com. You can follow her on Instagram at rockyourhormones, where she shares her favorite ingredient meals and helpful resources for mamas and mamas-to-be. Now, as for me, I'm Dr. Ilana Romel. I'm a naturopathic doctor, founder of Nourish Medical Center, and most importantly, a mama myself. With a passion for pediatrics, I created the Nourish Kids Medicine Kit, so busy mamas can now feel empowered to help their kids feel better fast. To learn more about the Nourish Kids Medicine Kit and my favorite pediatric natural remedies, visit Nourish My Kids. I also work with patients at my private practice, and one of my absolute favorite type of appointments with parents are vaccine consults. Learn more about this appointment just by visiting nourishmedicalcenter.com. In fact, I do work with Dr. Jess on that as well as we team up to help give options, especially for California residents, about what other options there are than the mandated vaccines that um, now California has to offer. You can follow me and my wellness team by subscribing to our video blog, Nourish TV, or follow me on Instagram at Dr. Ilana Romel, where I share my efficient mama ways. All right, so now as for Dr. Jess. Dr. Jess is a board-certified internal medicine physician who graduated from the University of Louisville in Kentucky, where she practiced as a hospitalist for six years. In 2015, she left conventional medicine to train in Gerson therapy, ozone, medical marijuana, and functional medicine. Today, she works at Nourish Medical Center, Create Wellness, and her own business, which includes a nutraceutical line of products and even CBD. Dr. Jess is passionate about gut health, hormones, marijuana, and holistic health. You can follow Dr. Jess on Instagram at drjessmd, it's dr.jess.md, and check out her site with blogs and products at www.drjess.com. All 
right, so for our nourish segment, we are going to invite Dr. Jess to share with us, how did you nourish yourself today or maybe tonight or maybe later in the week? Share with us what you do. Just read in my brain here, Alana. Um, so today, actually, I haven't done much to nourish myself, I have to admit, but tonight I plan on doing a lot. I'm actually going to make a really lovely... Um, healthful healthy dinner and uh, go to some yoga so that's sort of um, my way I nourish myself every day or try to I love uh, it perfect I love your accent oh <laughs> yeah you know everyone out on the west coast loves this accent actually oh, it's so <laughs> cute I'm so happy to have you on today thank you um, okay so to answer how did I nourish myself today I'm actually gonna say I nourish myself by making by bringing lunch for you oh that was, yeah uh, yes that was a beautiful I just, nourishment I think too. I thank love you. cooking yes. for other people it makes me so happy You're really you've got a knack for it too. oh thank it's you delicious everyone yes Thanks. so I knew I was going to do this uh this podcast for with Dr. Jess today at our medical center and so I knew I was like gosh we're probably going to be rushed we just did a presentation on adrenal fatigue right before starting our podcast I said hey Jess do you need some lunch I've got some leftovers and she goes oh my god that'd be great so I'm just so glad I got to share <laughs> I'm some changing of- my answer I'm changing my answer to the, my nourishment was Alana's lunch so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it oh good we got nourished together I love it great so let's go ahead and dive in I know everyone's really excited to learn about CBD and CBD oil CBD oil I mean there's so many different ways of taking CBD. But before we really dive in, I do want the listeners to understand who you are, what your background is, how you even got to becoming a medical doctor and now in more of the functional medicine world. Well, gosh, I guess we'll have to go back a few years to when I was 17. And I was actually in a car accident when I was 17 and broke my back. And I was the least hurt out of everyone. You broke your back? I did. I wore a back brace for three months. It was like uh, from my shoulders to my hips. And I couldn't even take it off when I was um, in the shower. I had to wear it laying down. I'll never forget. 17, it was pretty impactful. Um, And when I went back into the neurosurgeon's office, I was so done. I threw it in the garbage can. I wish I still had it. But that was such an impactful experience for me that it made me want to help other people. And so that was where kind of my... um, you know, my interest in medicine was peaked at that point in time. And so eventually I, you know, uh, went to school, got into three nursing schools and decided I was just going to go to medical school. And at that point, um, you know, I had no idea there was any other option but medical school. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in West Virginia at this time. I got into University of Louisville in Kentucky and it was a hard four years. And they really, um, you know, train you to kind of the answers to things are always pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. And so um, I fully believed in the system. I loved learning. I I, I learned so much. And I still think conventional medicine is a a beautiful option, especially in emergencies. There's nothing like it. I mean, if I broke a leg, I'd go straight to the ER. But in general, for prevention and um, being proactive about your health, it doesn't really have the answers. And so as as I grew in my journey, I, I went through internal medicine. I uh, passed the boards. Gosh, that was stressful, but passed the boards and then went on to be a hospitalist for six years. And it took that long for me to see that the answers weren't necessarily a Band-Aid or a prescription pill. And when I finally realized it, it was it pulled at my heartstrings until I found a way to not be in that system anymore because I wanted to help induce change in the mm-hmm. system and be a doctor that really was for the people. And I didn't think that um, the system I was in where I saw revolving door of admissions and um, people didn't really get better. You know, you don't see too many people on prescription medications that say I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. 
you don't. And so I, I started to see that when the cracks formed, I really started to get trained in other avenues. And first was Gerson therapy, which Gerson therapy is an alternative to um, cancer treatment, the main, mainstream cancer treatment, which would be chemotherapy. However, they still work with patients who get chemotherapy. And it's it's diet, lifestyle, um, juicing, coffee enemas, and supplements to treat cancer and even autoimmune conditions sometimes. And that really kind of ripped my eyes wide open to a bunch of other healers, not just nationally, but internationally that believed a completely different perspective than what I was taught. So I will never forget that experience. And I still practice Gerson therapy. And Gerson therapy uses ozone in a lot of their their treatments now. So that was my next training. And then um, from there, I started writing and blogging and um, really on mostly on social media and Instagram and, and, and just kind of gained a following. And then um, a whole website was launched from there, a whole nutraceutical line of things like, you know, to treat your gut, to treat your hormones, treat your sleep problems. So it it all evolved from that one crack in the system that I saw. And so now um, I enjoy reading, blogging, writing, passing knowledge on to people. I'm still active on social media. Um, I still have my business line and nutraceuticals. It's a whole different animal. But I I love seeing patients and educating. And yeah. That's great. So, Dr. Jess, you came to us, like, out of nowhere. You just (laughs) almost showed up to San Diego, and you're like, hey, I really want to practice at your medical center. So we were so, like, honored. You know, we're so happy to have you. But I feel like one of your biggest gifts is education. I mean, once you kind of came to us, that's when I kind of tried stalking you and seeing where you're – I mean, you have over 100,000 followers on Instagram. You're giving free information all the time. I'm I'm really inspired by you. I mean, you're, like, almost my inspiration. I just started Instagram, so I have, like, 800, but that's cool. That's pretty good, though. (laughs) Hey, it's hard. It's hard to build. But, you know, it's – it's a testament, I think, to your passion, right? It's your yeah. education. You love to empower people with information. And mm-hmm. I can see why you are almost like stuck in the model of being a medical doctor and not being able to give answers except for pharmaceuticals. Your toolbox yeah. is much more limited. It, it totally. That's a really go- great way to put it, yeah. actually. And I, I don't don't get me wrong. I tried to branch out and tell patients, hey, you might need a gut cleanse. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, might be the food. And, and, you know, I would be really authentic and transparent and try it right in the chart. And I would get in trouble. Oh, and, and so, you know, I couldn't be myself and be authentic. And that's what really drove me out of it. Yeah, I can see that because yeah. I know you now so well who <laughs> you are. I couldn't even imagine you. Oh, man, and, you know, I, I agree with you. I think medical doctors are very and, and the conventional mm-hmm. medicine is very important for emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. And their toolbox is perfect for that. And where I see us as naturopathic doctors, functional medicine doctors, our toolbox is just so much greater yes. in what we can provide. And yeah, I, I see you as just being too restrictive. So, yes. but anyway, <laughs> on that note, so talking about our toolbox, we have so many different tools. One of your favorite tools is cannabis. It is. And it is such a hot topic now, especially in California, because now that it's legalized in so many other states and people are so interested in it, I would mm-hmm. say specifically with pain, because the other pain med alternatives are so so tough on the body, so addictive. But tell me a little bit about how we can use CBD and cannabis in general. Tell me a little bit of like how you got interested in it. Yeah, so so cannabis has so many different avenues and ways you can use it. That's what this medicine is so versatile for. It has over 70 terpenes that we know of and have named, but they suspect over 400. So people say, how can cannabis work as a pain medicine and then for anxiety and then for inflammation and then, you know, for everything really, you know, seizures. How can it do all this? Well, it's we 
we don't know because we don't we don't understand every terpene that's in this medicine. And so it can be a catch-all because it has so many different over 400 possibly. Wow. So it can but treat what's so a many terpene? different terpene. A terpene, yeah. So a terpene. If you guys have heard of terpenes, they can come from pine bark and pine resin too. It's a very um, there. I found in nature, found in fruit rinds. Um, it's a very antioxidant. Uh, uh, purpose any I should just call it an antioxidant that's what it is an antioxidant that comes from the plant like limonene is one of them and that you can find that in things like orange rinds and lemon rinds and so you know people who had who had lemon rinds to things and or and lemons to water this is where this is the limonene the antioxidant property of it the terpene in the rinds so are you saying that the different antioxidants in the actual plant could act on different areas absolutely. of the body absolutely 100 percent. and these are all found in nature too this isn't something that's just um, unique to cannabis, actually. There's a four, 70 that we've named, the 70. So and they all have different properties that um, possibly work on anxiety or sleep or inflammation. So all these different antioxidant properties of the different terpenes are able to pinpoint different points in the body and different problems. Absolutely. We use a lot of like plant material in our medicine, you know, a lot of botanical medicine. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them are focused on different organ systems or different pathways. But you're saying that the cannabis plant just happens to have a lot of different antioxidants and mechanisms to work on a myriad of different and not just that, that's just one part of it. You know, terpenes are just one part of it. For example, um, we have I, none of us were taught this in medical school, but we have an, a whole endocannabinoid system from our brain to our bowels that uses CB1 and CB2 receptors. And these are found in different organs and different um, saturation points and, and different, um, you know, they can be, like CB1 receptors are the, found the most in endometrium, actually, in endometrium <gasps> tissue. You just read, yeah, you yeah. wrote an awesome yeah. article. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, this article. Yeah. Tell a little bit about using CBD for endometriosis. Sure. So um, this is one of the most promising um, problems with, with that cannabis can provide a solution for, it looks like. So um, the endometrium um, or the uterus is where the most, the highest concentration of CB1 receptors are located. And what this means and what the research is starting to show, you know, this is brand new research, is that some of the CB1 receptors are even found in blastocysts, which are, you know, a five to seven day year old embryo. um, And they think may have something to do, the endocannabinoid system may have something to do with implantation and fertilization um, and having it properly um, go as planned as we all wish. So yeah, so and not just that, but the CB1 receptors are, when they are activated, they induce complete relaxation. So the problem with the endometrium is there are, um, and especially in things like endometriosis, there are improper implants that um, attach to outside the uterus wall, and this can cause a lot of pain and inflammation for the patient, um, pain during intercourse. I mean, it's it's really pain, pel- painful, painful pelvic syndrome and cycles. Well, and it's also one of the causes of infertility. 100%. And our listeners are either moms-to-be, yes. moms already, and if, you know, one of these you know, cases are of someone with endometriosis, they can really look into this as a treatment. Absolutely. And when, when those CB1 receptors are bound, you're talking about complete relaxation of the uterine spasms and wall and the contractions that cause so many pain for these for this, so many women. So this is a treatment looking for even um, PMS. Interesting. And, and everything. Yeah. So the endocannabinoid system has many different um, utilizations and um, a lot of different um, avenues that we haven't even explored yet in research. They're so early on. And I'm interested in it because you asked me that question as well. I'm interested in it just because um, 
look at this. Yeah, there's look so many this. mechanisms. I mean, it's, it's beautiful powerful. what's happening right now with this plant medicine and how it's been completely criminalized mm -hmm. and, and wronged. And now we're seeing there's so many other avenues. It's not just about, quote unquote, getting high. It's about um, relieving people's pain in a kind and compassionate way. Great. So that was actually my next question. I wanted to kind of go back to some of the basics is mm -hmm. it's very confusing. Is yes. CBD marijuana? Like, do you get high from it? Is it like something you don't want to give to your kids because you're so afraid they're going to start getting addicted? Can you really explain this? Because <laughs> sure. it's very confusing. Sure. Absolutely. It, yeah. Because, you know, there are buzzwords about certain things and not everyone knows what the definitions of all these terms mean. So, you know, cannabinoid, um, is what the CBD stands for. That is cannabinoid. And so if you guys have heard that, you've probably heard of CBD oil, CBD pills, all, all these things that are being sold um, nationally now in all 50 states, um, especially if they're made from hemp. And um, CBD is the non-psychoactive part of the marijuana plant. So if you guys are looking to get CBD oil, I would recommend that you get full spectrum, which means that it only contains less than 0.3% THC, which is below the legal limit. The plant is synergistic, so we need something like a little bit of THC and all the terpenes and cannabinoids involved there, but that doesn't mean you're going to get high from it. So because THC makes you high. THC makes you high, yes. And then this full spectrum CBD doesn't contain enough THC to get you high. Exactly. It but just, is it therapeutic? It is. Okay. It's synergistic with all, the sum is greater than the parts in marijuana. Mm -hmm. So you, if you remove something like THC completely, you really aren't going to have the synergy of the plant as it is in its natural form. Sure. And so just leaving a little bit in that will never affect anyone or alter them mentally is enough to activate the plant to its full capacity. Um, so I really am against removing any of the THC or single terpenes, single cannabinoids from the plant, as I know that it does function better as a whole. So if someone's interested in getting it, they do want to ask the company for at least 0.3% Absolutely. THC, but they they don't have to worry about getting high from it. Exactly. If you, you know, getting high is just something that is specific to THC. And there are different types of THC. There's THC alpha, THC beta in the plant. So they're different forms and we don't understand completely how all those work either yet. But, you know, if you're wanting to avoid the high, the altered, the psychoactive feeling, then yeah, please look for either something that has no THC or better yet, something that's full spectrum with less than 0.3%. Yeah. Okay, so now let's delve into... Can CBD be used even during pregnancy? Is it safe? And when would someone want to use it during pregnancy? This is a great question. It's really a hot button area. If any of you mamas are out there listening you, and you've done some research into anything having to do with CBD, you've probably come across this question and been a little confused. So, so I'll tell you what the research shows. Um, the research shows there was a 2014 study that showed that it would um, impact birth weight and cause maybe low birth weight. Um, and... Um, premature birth and so but you know there was a that was not the truth because when they adjusted for cigarette smoking and tobacco use it was the same it was oh. there was no difference whatsoever so you can attribute a lot of that low birth weight to cigarette smoking which we know exists mm -hmm. um there was a study i can't remember what year at this time but it was a jamaican study where you know they, they went down to jamaica and these women smoke all throughout their pregnancy that's just what they do in this country and um the children there had um better motor skills that came earlier in their development and actually were able to walk and talk sooner than some of the other children interesting and it's very interesting now you know i'm just repeating the studies i'm not really encouraging one way or the other however i will say that what this what a lot of the studies are showing is cannabinoids or CBD is very safe 
especially if you're not smoking. You don't have to worry about carbon monoxide and things like that, right? Well, and these Jamaica women obviously had high levels of the THC. Right. I mean, right. this wasn't even a CBD problem. Exactly. They're, okay. CBD is still present, but yeah, these are high okay. amounts of THC as well, which is even more more concerning for most yeah. people. I just imagine maybe a pregnant woman who's so nauseous, who just can't get relief yep. from anything. They can't yep. keep down their prenatal vitamin. They can't. They can't go to work. They can't keep down any nutrition. Yep. They're so debilitated. And maybe they try Zofran or maybe they don't or would they want a natural alternative. Ginger's not helping or CBD, acupuncture's not helping. CBD looks safe in the studies. It does. They're saying they're not evaluating THC yet. The study with the Jamaican women looks like it is safe mm-hmm. as well. And and if I was a betting woman, I'd say it probably is. But just, just for the listeners out there, I would try and stick with CBD, especially derived from hemp, which still can have some of the anti-nausea properties that so many of these women need so um but yeah there's study no studies conclusive i can't tell you guys for sure but the early research does show that cbd appears safe mm-hmm. and and in my personal opinion i think that this plant medicine is generally safe and well tolerated in whatever aspect in general so then yeah. you would say the same thing for a postpartum woman who's nursing yes and what would some indications be what would some women even be what symptoms would they have that you would If they might it? need CBD oil. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that really helps for is sleep. And I think yeah. so many women postpartum, their sleep schedules are so hard and for obvious reasons. And then on top of that, your hormones are kind of a mess too sometimes after you give birth. And so that doesn't help with sleep very much either. So CBD, it's so nice. It kind of turns your brain off and it's it feels like a massage after a massage. So you're able to just sort of relax into your bed and, and turn the brain off um, and get a little... A little bit of sleep while you can until the baby starts crying again, right? So, but will it put you to sleep so much where you can't wake up or hear baby no, cry? Okay, good. not at all. Great. It's very gentle, and and actually, um, there may be you may not stay all the way to sleep with it. You know, if you're someone who wakes up frequently, it's that gentle. Okay. So, and do they take it orally, yes. topically? Yeah. What's your recommendation? So you can. T- that's the beautiful thing about CBD. Or is there so that's so, there's something for everyone, in my opinion. So you know, there's even CBD vaporizer pens that people can have that are pretty discreet. There's CBD oils, which it goes sublingually under the tongue. Um, And what's nice about CBD oil is that you can dose it per drop. You can know exactly how much CBD or how many milligrams of CBD is in each drop. So that's wonderful if you're dosing adults or children that have something, you know exactly how much you can measure, how many milligrams exactly you're getting in the dose. That's what's beautiful about the oil. And then there's also the salves, which are great topically for pain. Do you think um, someone needs a doctor to help them dose, or you can gradually mm. get an idea? I mean, really, for these listeners, should they yeah. go and see someone who really? You know, it's always nice to get a professional's opinion, and if everyone, anyone is super uncomfortable, I would, I would encourage to go to talk to your trusted healthcare provider or someone that's educated in this. But in general, CBD is such a benign, benign substance. I think it was uh, GW Pharmaceuticals who is really getting into the medical marijuana business. They are the first ones who do, who, are, who have done a lot of trial studies and research. And they did uh, a study that showed an, a 90-pound child could have 500 milligrams of CBD in 24 hours safely. Oh, yeah. So there's such a huge therapeutic window here. It's so safe that I tell people, you know, it's safe to even give your dogs during a fireworks show um, to calm them down. It's wonderful for anxiety, wonderful for insomnia, wonderful for pain, inflammation. Right. And yeah, you you know, you don't have to worry that you're going to overdose on this stuff. Well, that was the next question is, you know, I see a lot of moms with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. and 
it's, you know, I want to be so conservative with them with what to give them. And so is CBD something that you would feel comfortable with oh, yeah. prescribing for that indication and in a nursing woman? Yeah, I yes, as long as they're comfortable. Of course, I always want to involve the patient, and, and you, you do too, mm-hmm. to be involved in their health and what they feel comfortable with or whatnot. But if they've done their research and they also feel comfortable with the, the small amount of research that's out there that shows that it's mm-hmm. safe, I definitely encourage it. Um, and so... And and I think there's such a huge therapeutic window here. You know, I encourage people on your first dose, do maybe seven drops under the tongue. Do a small, more conservative dose just to test it out for yourself. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And it's safe to titrate up or down or use, you know, two or three times a day if you need to. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, what about with kids? So, I mean, if it's safe enough for a nursing mom to take and then it goes through the breast milk into baby, it sounds like then it's safe to give to kids. So. When do you usually see, you know, good response with kids and how young would you even start them? You know, we've done super young. We've done, you know, is even under two. Um, and these are children that, you know, I have a little stricter, um, you know, guideline for children, of course. It's, but, you know, these moms are coming to me with children who are t- autistic mm-hmm. or have cerebral palsy and are seizing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when a child's quality of life is compromised due to multiple seizures or epilepsy, you know, you have to be kind. Um and and consider that there is a medicine out there that works better than some of the synthetic medications for seizures. So that's a big indication is seizures in children. And I don't care how young, if it impacts their quality of life. And so you want to start slow. We've even given, my, myself, I've even seen CBD oil given to a, a seven-year-old who, was, who had epilepsy in her feeding tube. Um, she had a feeding tube and she was seizing in front of us. And we put, um, I think it was a one milligram per drop mixture. And we put um, 10 milligrams in her tube. She kind of slowed a little bit. We ended up putting another seven. So she got 17 milligrams right there. And she, for the first time, stopped her jerky eye movement and tracked and looked at her mother. And this has been since she had, was an infant that she had done this. So everyone cried. Mm-hmm. But and it stopped her seizures. It was beautiful to watch in the in matter of minutes. And so, um, you know, that was a little more than what you would expect, 17 milligrams. But the mom was open, you know, everyone was open, and it works. And so if you're able to trust that this medicine is benign and trust that it's not going to hurt your child and everyone's on the same page, yeah, it's super safe. We just have to know what the indication is. And I would say then for kids in particular to go see a practitioner, especially with someone with cerebral palsy or autism and these kind of states that maybe a higher dose is needed. Absolutely. And I, you know, with parents, if you have a child and that that's this sounds like your family or your child, I, w- I would really ask that you do go find a, a pr- practitioner, someone educated in marijuana. Um, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, even in California, they can get online and do a Skype consult in a matter of two minutes, have a card. And that's, you're going to need some education. So please seek out someone who is educated in marijuana, can give you some knowledge about how to use this product. Product with a child who has a condition like this because you do want to get the most out of the product for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So this is a great amount of information. I think we just <laughs> yeah. delved right into it, so I appreciate <laughs> it. What are some of the most common questions when you do sit down with a patient? What are some of the questions that they have for you? Oh, definitely. You know, is this safe? Is this safe with breastfeeding like we asked? Is this, um, you know, are there any downfalls or pitfalls with, with the CBD oil? Um 
and I'll be happy to answer that one too. I'm sure right. that's one of questions. So most of the time I tell people, no, there's not, you know, I haven't, you have to be careful and make sure what you're getting is organic. Just like it's, it's kind of like food, you know, you have to search around and see what the best options are and you, you want to know what to look for. And so um, I encourage you to look for something that's organic. Like I said before, full spectrum. So it includes just a smidge of THC, not enough to alter you. And then um, you want to make sure that you're getting the right dosage too. So something like 500 to 700 milligrams of CBD per bottle, if you're doing CBD oil, is really helpful. And there's not really any negative side effects with this unless you're not doing organic. Mm. You know, you don't want medicine with pesticides. When you say 500 to 700 milligrams mm-hmm. per bottle, do you mean mm-hmm. like per drop or? No, okay, in the whole bottle. How... Okay. And so depending on, you know, they, everybody's formulation is a little bit different. Mine is 2.4 milligrams per drop. So, um, and the one we used on the child, the story I just gave was one milligram per okay. drop. So it depends on how it's formulated. So just you on the back, they have to have that information. So always just look and see. That way you'll be able to calculate exactly per drop how many milligrams of CBD you're giving. And most people need at a starting dose, you know, 10 to 15 milligrams. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you prefer the drop, the sublingual drops as a start? Because you can really, um, yeah. what's it called? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like kind of titrate. Titrate the dose. Yes. Exactly. Titrate the dose. And so yes. that's nice. It's very nice, especially for moms who have kids who want to know exactly how much they're getting and they're worried about their child that way. It's nice. That's kind of a security measure for them, I think. Um, another thing, if anyone has any joint pains or topical pain, I'm telling you, the, the topical salves, mm-hmm. they they absorb in the skin and they bind to those CBD receptors. They're amazing. They great. really are great. So. so I'm just kind of imagining myself. So I'm still a <laughs> nursing mom. And let's say I wanted to take it. Um, just to relax. Should I notice in my daughter Aviva that she may start feeling a little bit more relaxed because it goes through the breast milk to her? What for should sure. I look out for? For, for her? sure, you can. That can happen a little bit, and it won't hurt them at all. It'll just make them more relaxed, more calm. They may sleep a little bit longer. That's I mean, nice. honestly, there's not. You know, you don't have to worry about any sort of respiratory dis- depression or anything like that that you would have to worry about with some of these narcotics or other pain medicine that you don't want to take when you're breastfeeding too, right? It's not like that. This is a very gentle anti-inflammatory medicine. And there's never been one overdose. There's never been any sort of adverse reaction that we've seen from it yet. Um, again, the research is early, but you know, never out of all these people using it now, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, right, guys? Great. You yeah. know what I can really see, even me personally, because I haven't ever used it on myself yet, but I can see if, you know, God forbid, I had to go through a major procedure or something that I was dependent on painkillers yes. for, and I was breastfeeding mm-hmm. or trying to get pregnant or pregnant, and I didn't want to take a lot of the, you know, yeah. non-steroidal uh, the NSAIDs or the, um, you know, oxycodone or yeah. the, I mean the narcotics like it it can do I have any other options and this could be a really nice option it totally is and then you pair it with some nice anti-inflammatory herbs and you really have an alternative for people Um, and I I wish that more people knew and asked about this because it it really is a great option especially for patients or people in your situation you just described you know so so yeah definitely if there's pain for relaxation um, any of these things very helpful for the audience yeah now any like negative effects at all that you should look out for? I mean, no. you can't get too drowsy, like you're saying. Some people can, and, so, and sometimes it's people who, um, you know, are, are sick to begin with. 
a little bit. Okay. They have some maybe adrenal dysfunction. They have an autoimmune condition. Even patients with Lyme disease, sometimes they can have sort of paradoxical reactions and be like, oh, it's so exhausted. And it's, I think, I literally believe the plant kind of gives you what you need a little bit. Okay. And so they need rest okay. a lot of times. So yeah, if you're already pretty exhausted, it can, you know, it'll make you sleep. Yeah. You'll get a good night's sleep <laughs> for sure. Sense. Yeah. Okay. So if someone is interested now after learning a little bit, where can they go? How do they know what yeah. a trusted source is? How do they know if they say they're organic they're organic and yeah. where they can find that 0.3 percent thc the full spectrum for sure yeah. so you know there's a few websites where people are selling out of colorado and california and they have to have a coa or, or certificate of analysis and everyone can always have the right to ask for that they okay. can always ask for that and make sure that what they're saying is the right exact quantity of thc cbd you can look at the terpene and cannabinoid profile and you can make sure it's organic Great. So, um, so that's a really good resource for people too. Um, I have some, I have some great companies I really like. You know, Dr. Jess makes CBD. Um, New Leaf Naturals out of, out of Colorado, they're great. They make CBD. Um, uh, CV Sciences is another great brand out of California, and they make CBD as well. Um, and and a lot of companies too, guys. It's not just that you can even get CBD pain patches, CBD tampons, things like that that are amazing for wow, CBD yeah. tampons. Yes, would that be indicated for the endometriosis? One hundred percent. Maybe some PMS. Sure, cases. and they wow. could, they call them tampons. It's kind of buzzword, but they're actually vegetable glycerin. They're yeah, suppositories. suppositories. Exactly. Okay, great. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there for people too before I great. forgot. But absolutely, yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of sources. And if you're lucky enough to live in a state where it's legal now, mm. um, you know, then you can just go to your local dispensary and uh, really get CBD oil just bite off the shelf. And you're going to start seeing a lot more stores carry that and be an option wherever you go is what I think. Can anyone, though, go on these websites yes. and order? You don't need a, a prescription. You do not. Okay, yeah. so you can order online, and in some states you can go to a store. Absolutely. Everyone can order online. Um, CBD made from hemp is legal in all 50 states, okay. and so um, they're shipping. They're shipping nationally, yeah. And you're always asking for that COA, so Certificate of Analysis. Yes. So you can really know that these companies are doing their due diligence. Right, exactly. And exactly. these companies sell them with the THC, with that percent, the 0.3% that you like? They do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. And that's what you want. That, it, just make sure it says full spectrum. That's what that means. Okay, great. Oh, my yeah. goodness. There's yeah. so much information. There's a lot of buzzwords here. It's yeah. true. Any other thing that you would like to add for a listener who's interested in this? I think you guys are going to see a lot. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry is going to kind of start coming into this line of work as well. And you guys are going to start seeing a lot more research, funded research, because there's a vested interest now. And I think everyone is going to be really shocked to see um, how much that this is going to be able to treat autoimmune conditions and cancer and autism and seizures. We already know a little bit, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. So I just want your audience to listen and look out for all these studies that are going to be coming out because I'm telling you this medicine is a catch-all that we've only beginning, b began to learn about. We've mm. just scratched the surface, really. So Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. I think people are so interested in this. I know I am, and I'm just learning too. So thanks for shedding a light for me and for everyone. It's been great to have you. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Please remember that the views on this podcast are not meant to be substituted for medical advice, shouldn't be used to diagnose, treat, or cure any conditions, and are intended for general information purposes only. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and share the podcast to help us spread the real food word. We also invite you to visit our website, Real Food Mamas Podcast, to find past episodes, leave comments, and ask questions for future shows. We'd love to hear from you. Now go on, have a good day, and nourish and nurture you and your family.